0: what's up ladies and gentlemen welcome to another episode of the real estate marketing dude podcast uh folks what we're gonna be chatting about today is we're gonna wrap up the year strong and um talking about guess what more marketing but more importantly how you convert that marketing um so many people especially in our space throw a lot of money at stuff that make the ego feel good but don't necessarily get the results at the end of the day and those of you guys who know what I'm talking about you know exactly what I'm talking about uh biggest complaint I see is oh social media doesn't work or these ads don't work or this ads don't work well Most times it's human error. It's not that it doesn't work. they work for somebody, but they're not working for you. So um, that's not a bad thing. It just means you need to learn how to do it, right? You need to know how to do it more. Quit being so damn creepy online and all that fun stuff. So that's what we're going to be chatting about today is uh, lead generation. So we brought on the expert himself. They call him Lead Gen J. And he's going to talk to us about um, best practices, specifically to your space. So go ahead and take notes, pay attention, and we're going to get right into it. Jay, what's up, man? How are you doing? And why don't you tell everyone a little
1: bit about who you are, what you do? Doing well. Appreciate you having me. Uh, Jay Feldman, also known as Lee Gen Jay on YouTube. Uh, so I actually run a pretty successful PR agency full-time. We have 72 employees across two different offices. So I know all about what you're talking about with the fluff that that feels good but doesn't necessarily generate leads the personal branding the social media uh, the stuff that everybody thinks they need to do in order to to get clients uh, but my superpower as a as a founder and as a cmo is really generating leads for my agency uh, and now i teach lead generation to thousands and thousands of people in my, in my private courses communities and my youtube channel so hopefully we can give back to some of the realtors lenders that are watching the show uh, and maybe teach them a different approach for generating leads that they may not have heard of before. Um, I'm very familiar with with the work. I've worked with a lot of realtors before, uh, and yeah, you know, social media is not the magic bullet. This might be for them. So I'm looking forward to giving them back.
0: Sweet. Well, let's let's get into it. Like, um, let's just start from the basic. Let's make this very elementary, and then we'll get into the um, nitty gritty towards the end here. But at least in real estate space, what's the biggest issue? Um, I have my own opinion, but I'd like to hear yours. Uh, where do people go wrong first? Um, Cause that's usually where it starts. It's like at the beginning that they screw up. And once you screw that up, you can't really
1: build it back up. Um, is that the target biggest that the offer, what is it? Yeah. I think the biggest struggle that realtors uh, deal with is kind of the same struggle that insurance sales people deal with is that there's not a lot of differentiation in what they're offering. Uh, so people tend to go with the ones that they know, like, and trust first. Uh, so that's one big challenge that they have to to get through. And that's where the personal branding and the social media really comes into play and the networking. Uh, so I do think it is hugely important for realtors to do those things. I'm not discounting any of those things. So I think that's the biggest struggle. But the second struggle is awareness. Um reaching out to people who might be selling homes, letting them know that you exist. And if they're not selling a home right now, they might be in the future and they might not have a realtor that they know, like and trust. Uh, so that's really where lead generation and outbound lead generation, which is what I do, comes into play, the awareness aspect.
0: Go back to the differentiation and you're, you're right. And we say this on, I, we might say this every week, if not every other week, but I always ask people, I used to do a lot of branding and um, yeah. um uh you know, figure out someone would be like, Hey Mike, who am I? You know, I got to figure out how they market themselves. Not what the, what's easy. It's the, how that people got to figure out what, are, what's actually going to get impact and what are people going to remember? And no one could ever answer that question. Um, Cause I'll be like, all right, so what is the one thing you do differently? And what the, the wrong answer is I'm going to look out for the best interest of my clients. Well, you should look out for the best interest of your client. If you're a good person, that's not a value proposition. Right. Um Why do people struggle with that so much? Because like, if, if you're right, you're just a commodity, especially in the real estate space. This is the same in the law space, you guys. Um, I'm doing a ton of content in the law space right now. It's the exact same thing. The attorneys don't know the difference between themselves and somebody else. Um, so what? how do you help people do that? Because I agree with you. I think if you're not different, you, you got to stick out. Everyone's the same. Everyone and their mother's a realtor. You could trip over one, going to the mall. So um, how does someone get past that? Because I, I think that's the key, personally.
1: Me too, and that's a really hard challenge to do because something that one person can use to stick out really can't be replicated over and over again. So people struggle to figure out what it is that's going to separate them from somebody else. I mean, you look at some of these giant uh, shows, you know, selling sunset. Like, what separates them? Yeah, they've got the social media presence. If you list with them, they've they it's an automatic clout, and their chances of selling that home are higher because they they come with all of that that clout yep. and social media pull. Yep. And I think that's why a lot of realtors do gravitate toward the no like and trust method, because they don't, there's nothing different about them. What's different about them is that the person that's hiring them knows likes and trusts them. So you asked me some ways that realtors can stand out. Uh, I think social media is a good way to do that, especially if the homes that they're selling are people that care about that. Um, for example, we'll do uh, we'll do some videos, some collaborations on the sale of the home. Maybe feature you on the social media platform. Um, but you probably know that that question a lot better than I do. We know what are the, some of the different things that realtors can do to stand out and differentiate their offer. Uh, what are some of the the things that you teach in order to uh, to differentiate? Because like sure. you said, I take care of my client is not a good differenti- different- yep. differentiation point. That gets overlooked, just like so... everything else that everybody says.
0: I like differentiating through brand unless you have a unique selling proposition and 90% don't. If you have a unique selling proposition, it's going to be different levels of service that you can stand out with. So we used to have a program called the Owner Advocate where we gave people up to five options to sell their house. We gave them a cash offer, a fix and list program, a bridge loan option, um, uh, sell and stay, which is basically just a lease back and then the traditional listing. So what made us different in that was our service and our process. So there's other offices that do that. What makes someone different in in real estate in general could be a flat fee office, uh, a flat fee service as opposed to a 5 or 6% commission. It could be um, the fix and list program, for example. That's a very sexy offer. But most people don't do that. Um, The only other way to differentiate is through brand. So if you're going to differentiate through brand, it'd be like, let's just say, I love when people give back. I I used to do a lot of those. Uh, I had one guy in particular that comes to the top of my mind. that used to sponsor uh, and rescue a dog with every house he sold. So he never sold one. houses. Yeah, he never sold houses. He saved dogs. The house was just a result of him saving the dog's life. And that's easy to market because people care more about animals than they care about fucking human beings nowadays. Right. So it's like, um, but that's he, it makes him different. Right. It does. Um,
1: so uh, some other things I can think of uh, uh, that law firms did this actually. You mentioned law firms. Uh, if you operate with that law firm, now you get special membership access to some of the things in that city that the law firm does—parties, yeah. their private club. So that's something. That's that, cool. Um, yeah, maybe realtors can do, real estate agents can we, do, and really, it comes down to creativity. I don't have a, a, a straight answer.
0: We have a law firm right now, and they're, it's great. That's in what makes them different—divorce, family law—and uh, their tagline is, "Have you ever argued with a woman?" And they're an all-women-run law firm. It's fantastic. They all do divorce. That is, that's good they, marketing. Great yeah, marketing. It's like, you know, so yeah, you either do it through the USP that you offer. So you're doing things different than 99%. It's either cheaper or more creatively, or
1: it's your personality, your personal brand. Um, 100% agree with you. And if you can have a uh, a unique USP, then the cold outreach and the awareness part gets much easier because yes. yeah people will remember you and they'll be much, be much more likely to convert on that outreach uh, as opposed to just a Joe Schmo realtor reaching out to somebody via cold email or DM saying, hey, I'm a local realtor. you know If you're selling your house or you know anybody, let me know. Your chances are going to be slim to none and getting yeah. a response to that. So yes, brand works and then a unique USP out. Absolutely. How about how about the awareness side though? But you guys actually go out and like find these
0: people, right? Or walk yeah, me through so uh that's... so if you have your if you have what you gotta this is like step one, would you agree? Like you gotta figure out what you do differently, what's your USP? Go.
1: What do you what's your offer essentially? And then Correct. once you yeah, have yeah, your how you, offers, are you stand then, out in a get... crowded marketplace. Perfect. Everybody should think about that. You can try and win on price, you can try and win on luxury and brand, but figure out what you're gonna win on and then compete there.
0: Now, let's just say I have
1: that figured out. What am I going to do next? So now you need to let people know what you do and how you do it. Uh, And that's the awareness portion. So this is where a lot of people struggle. I mean, it's kind of the both of them are very hard. You know, what do you do? What separates you? And then how do you actually get people into your pipeline? Uh, So there's a lot of different ways to do lead generation, to do outreach. A lot of people gravitate to social media because it's free. Uh, Creating content and getting people in organically is obviously a great way to establish rapport and get free leads. in, But that's hard to do. A lot of people struggle with generating a following on social media, and it's a little bit unpredictable. Yeah. There's hand-to-hand combat where you're going through your Instagram DMs and messaging people over and over again. Uh, but what I do is I, I scale that up. So I, I figure out ways to do that at scale. So you're not sitting there and DMing people over and over again. We set up systems so that you can reach out to people hundreds or thousands per day that either – are a good candidate right now or possibly will be in the future and how are you is that through
0: social is that through
1: phone so is social through... media we, we reach out to people through social media and email so some of the best social media platforms that we use that allow you to send good automated messages to targeted users that are going to be interested is twitter and linkedin and there's a few tools that you can use within those platforms such as drippy for twitter or meet Alfred for LinkedIn, where you can find people you know in specific communities, uh, people who have homeowner in their bio or have already been tagged homeowner by some other platform. Uh, so social media, you can automate those messaging. You can get hundreds of messages out per day, spreading that awareness. Obviously, this works much better if you've got an established brand and you've got a unique USP. Again, if you're Joe Schmo and you've got a bad profile picture and you're reaching out with a generic offer, yeah. it does not work. It's almost uh, the assist. But, that's why you got to have that up front because yes. that's it's just what you
0: do with it. I've never had anyone ever in the last nine years since I had this show mention Twitter before. I'm sure you get that a lot, right? Um, yeah, so let's get into it. A lot let, of people are doing Let's let's get into well now X. So let's get into that. Like, talk to me about that because I always see I always seen on, on Twitter like the number one response you see is oh it's the worst ad platform out of everybody. I've never converted leads off of there, and that's typically what we see. But you're 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 it sounded like you're
1: messaging people through Twitter. You're not going after like tell me, I'm I'm curious. Uh, so you mentioned Twitter's the worst ad platform. I'll say right now, that's where our best ROIs are. So we're we're spending Love money it. on Twitter ads right now. I think since all of the big brands pulled their ad budgets from Twitter. It's just become dirt cheap to get Twitter. That is on Twitter.
0: interesting. So, like, with what's going, and if you guys haven't been following the news, like, get out of the hole you're in first. Uh, it's been pretty obvious that the uh, major brands, if, if this is new to you, like the major brands for whatever political reasons they're fighting about today, um, are pulling out because they're fighting and they're being, you know, they're just being big babies about shit. Bottom line, so yeah, pretty much, they're <laughs> they're pulling they're pulling their money out, and then you're saying because that space is open. Because there's only so much real estate in ad space, you guys. There's a scroll, okay? Right. And what you're really buying is you're buying, no differently, like, people don't know this, but if, like, if I'm buying a, a billboard on a highway, there's only one billboard. That's why it's so damn expensive, right? Then they then they created the video billboard so they could put 40 images on there and interchange them so it became a lot more affordable. But in, in social, like, if there's a lot of people trying to reach the same people, then it's harder and it's more expensive to get your message seen. And a lot of those big dollar people's, what he's saying, right? The big dollar companies have pulled yeah, back. the Apples,
1: the Disney's. Yeah, and there's a lot of budgets. free
0: space there that you'll get more exposure for. That is so interesting. I've never even thought about
1: that. Yeah, in fact, in the last week, Neil Patel released a video. He says his agency right now is focused entirely on Twitter ads. We're getting clicks on Twitter for like 12 cents for PR agency ads. Uh, so if you're not advertising on Twitter and you're you're listening to this and you're running an agency and you're running social ads, get out there and spend some money. I guarantee you make an ROI, even if you don't know what you're doing. Uh, it's just so cheap to to get views and clicks on Twitter right now. Uh, but that is separate from what I was talking about with with doing the outreach. I know
0: we're we're about to go in a big rabbit
1: hole right there. I might have to talk to you about that after. Yeah, a little little sidetrack, but definitely a good one. I think that's uh, for yeah. anyone. Have, to have you who back. Twitter yeah, that's that's dope. I'm going to check it out. All right, carry Definitely on. Definitely check it out. <laughs> uh, so t- Twitter Twitter messaging. Uh, essentially, with tools like Drippy, you're able to filter hundreds of thousands of Twitter users out through multiple different filter categories, like what words they have in their bio, who they're following, their location. And then you're able to send them Twitter messages. You need to be verified on Twitter for this, which now is like 12 bucks a month. Uh, and you can send them hundreds of Twitter messages per day, getting straight into their Twitter inbox and initiating that conversation. Hey, Mike, do you happen to own a home in Tampa? Uh, No? Cool. Conversation's over. The one out of five that you message that say, yeah, you know, I do. Now you have a conversation. Now you have a lead in your pipeline that's either going to be selling or buying now or might be in the future. Uh, So different ways to connect with people at scale. And Twitter is a a good and underutilized way to do it. Uh, Hmm. For people who are listening to this, like this sounds like, you know, LinkedIn, I get a ton of spam messages on LinkedIn every day. Yeah, that uh, a lot was of my, actually doing, my next question. Yeah, a lot of people are doing this on LinkedIn, not so much on Twitter. When you get one, is on Twitter. It's a little bit more. It's probably wide open.
0: The mailbox is on Twitter, and I'm thinking about it probably wide open because like people don't typically. I'm guessing engage on Twitter through like Messenger, like they do on Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn.
1: When you're spammed like every other hour, feels Correct. like right. Wide open and underutilized. Not a lot of people are doing this right now, which means an open opportunity. So, like, just just
0: look at the theory here, though. Like, what we're talking about is is we're trying to go where no one else is, you guys. And that's like the fundamental rule of any marketing. Like, we're talking about sticking out. You can't only stick out just like in your brand, in your USP. You could stick out of where you show up, too. Um, Yeah. No one else is there. If you go where nobody
1: else is, advertising gets much cheaper. If you try and advertise on Google Ads for people buying or selling a home in your location, you're going to be competing against everybody else who has a typically a much larger budget than you probably do as an individual realtor or a lender. So going where the unknown is, going where people aren't spending a lot of effort is going to save you a lot of money. Now just
0: a side note, I want your personal opinion on this. Do you think uh, Twitter can, on a social aspect, because this feels like a more of a news site, do you think it could compete like on a social aspect like with Facebook and IG and to that extent?
1: In my opinion, I don't know if it ever has. I've never been a big Twitter consumer. I've never been a Twitter scroller. Uh, And it seems like the people who are are political, uh, journalists, reporters. Yeah, it feels Um, more newsy. It feels more newsy. And it feels like a social platform for news people and for politics, not for the general consumer. But I do know a lot of entrepreneurs uh, who are pretty big on Twitter and swear by it. I don't know if you're familiar with Alex Ramosi. Yeah, uh, he's got a massive Twitter following uh, black or cold email wizard, massive Twitter following does something similar to what I do. So the opportunity is there. Obviously, people are spending time there. Uh, but I'll, I'll be honest, it's not my platform.
0: Interesting. Okay. Um. So talk to me about these messages. So we're, we're reaching people and with the service is it like a is it a bot is it and how many people can you reach out and then do you have numbers?
1: Yeah, Twitter, you can hit about two to 300 per day based on how established your Twitter account is and how many people are in your pool. Um, yes, it is a bot. Obviously, you write the messages that are going to be sent. And a lot of these tools now do incorporate AI as well. So for each of these messages, you can run a chat GPT prompt based on what's going on in their bio and gener- gener- generate a personalized word or phrase that will make it a little bit more personal to them.
0: And what are people offering? Like, just think of a real estate. They're just you're starting a conversation. Hey, do you own a house? Like, what's the? Um, it's really. I mean, you're, you're throwing a ton of shit at the wall. Something's gonna stick. Like, I'm a big fan of cold calling, even though I hate it. It works. Yeah, it works. It works. All right, you know. And it, it's if you try enough. Here's a someone. I bought this new platform. I'm running my ads with. It's called eBoov. Um, guy named Vince Reed has it, and he has he he said something in in his training that really stuck, and I think this will help. You guys run. He goes. If you want to sell more shit, you need to make more offers.
1: Yeah, and I'm 100%. like, if I'm like, dude. That's so simple. Times, yeah, one will stick. If something's working a little bit, do more. You're you're typically going to get more.
0: Even with uh, the worst so yes, offer, you,
1: right? Yeah, even with the worst offer, someone will bite. And then ideally, over time, you optimize your offer, you optimize your targeting, you go from a one percent reply to a three percent reply, and you fine tune. Uh, but you mentioned, what do you say in that message uh, for this for the realtor example: Assuming that you're targeting a reasonable audience, meaning you have the location down, you know that they're a homeowner, you've been able to do that with the filtering technology. I would leave it open-ended. Uh, hey, nice to meet you. I'm I'm whatever. We've got this in common. Uh, do you own? Do you own? Are you a homeowner in Tampa Bay? Leave it open-ended. Yes or no. Well, if they say yes, now you've got an opening to go have a conversation with the lead who's talking to you, uh, and you can build that relationship for now or for later. There's also some other strategies, giving them lead magnets. Uh, for example, if you're a lender and you can give them some kind of like lending calculator or something that they might opt in for and find useful, uh, that's something that I use a lot in my business. I can't think of any good lead magnets for realtors off the top of my head right now, but I'm sure they exist.
0: It could probably be like a new construction homes list um, is usually what people do. Uh, off, yeah, market list, off market list, off market list, people will, will say, oh, well, it's not on the MLS cause you can find anything on Zillow nowadays. So you got to have yeah. something that's not like online, but usually that's what I
1: see something like along those two lines. I would click on that too. Someone sent me an off market list for St. Pete, even though I'm not you know, buying or selling a home right now. I mean, that's what I want to see what it is. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Great idea.
0: Um, you know, I think the biggest problem too, and this is for me too, I hate selling, dude. Like, and I think most people, I feel like they feel that as well. Like, I don't want to be on a soapbox, like cold calling or reaching people or messaging people. However, I could pick up the conversation once they do, right? Um, and if someone raises right. their hand, I'm more of like a permission-based person. I've always been, I, like, I can't infiltrate. I was terrible at cold calling. I was terrible at like just selling in general. I'm a worse salesperson. Um, and a lot of people in real estate struggle with that, but this is like a way that you could automate that and and ha- and get rid of that
1: terrible part of the coldness, sounds like. It's exactly what that is. We had a cold calling team and God bless their hearts. They're spending all day making yeah. hundreds of calls and a couple of them are interested and everybody else is pissed off. They have to deal with all of the pissed off ones and they're spending time on the ones that are pissed off. Uh, this is a way to not do that. Um, automating the outreach really is like what you said, it's waiting for somebody to raise their hand and say, I'm interested. The ones that don't raise their hand, you don't even know it exists. They typically don't even make it through the pipeline to you. Uh, so it's a really good strategy for people like you mentioned who don't love selling and doing all of that outreach manually.
0: 99%
1: of them. Um, how do you target people though on this? Like in the platform, okay. So Twitter, you're a little bit more limited. So we've got words that are in their bio. We've got who they're following, who's following them. Uh, we've got interests that they're sub- subscribed to. So there's a couple of different ways that you can target on Twitter. LinkedIn is much more open. You know exactly where they're living. Uh, you can target uh, very specifically You know companies, job titles. Uh, so if you're looking for high net worth people in your city, LinkedIn is going to be an easy way to find those people. Uh, if you're doing cold email and you're using a B2B database, such as Apollo IO, you can do the same thing as LinkedIn. You can hyper-target by people in a specific location. Uh, they've got buying intent data, so people who are looking for homes. Uh, and then there's scraping tools like igleads.io, where you can literally scrape homeowners in your location. Uh, so a lot of good resources out there to find the right people. And it's never gonna be 100% accurate. Yeah. Uh, but the goal is to get accurate enough to get people to start raising their hand.
0: Yep. I like it.
1: What else you got? I get it. Um, it's like you're taking it seems- notes. So that's a good, a good sign. It's something you haven't done here before. Um, so the other thing is, how do you get as many messages out as possible without burning out your list? Uh, so we mentioned Twitter as a, as a resource. LinkedIn is another good one. So automating LinkedIn, uh, so a tool that we we like to use to automate LinkedIn is called Meet Alfred. Uh, you're able to essentially get out hundreds of messages per day to people who are in your groups in your events. Uh, so as opposed to traditional methods, just connecting with 30 people per day, which is their limit, hoping that they accept it, sending them a message, uh, these tools will actually go right into their inbox. Uh, and LinkedIn's really cool because you've got all those targeting me- uh, me- mechanisms and you've got a much more built-out profile. So people can see your profile picture, your banner, your banner exactly what you do, where you live. Yeah. Uh, and if they see someone connecting with them from their city on LinkedIn, good chance that they're going to connect and have a conversation with you.
0: It's usually on like the personal stuff, like you go to the same college. Um, you're in the same exact industry. You're in the right. um, same fraternity, even like I you could, you could probably target people that way. If you want to go really deep, I bet you that would work. Yeah. University. Yes. University. University be I don't like,
1: think
0: so. Yeah. It might be way too small. Um, interesting. Cool. Now when somebody reaches back though, don't they, aren't they sort of like, Hey, I'm, this is like cold and then you pick up the conversation like do you i I could see why you have the lead magnet because uh, a lot of people be like what do i do next
1: oh hi you want a house (laughs) okay so now what (laughs) great right five (laughs) lead magnet definitely makes a little bit easier it makes it more enticing Uh, but now it becomes a sales job not a prospecting job Uh, it's building a relationship with that person putting them in your pipeline for now or later uh, but once they've raised their hand and said, Yeah, I'm I'm exactly who you hoped I was. I have a home. This is where I live. I'm buying or selling. Now you can start to build that relationship. You don't have to waste your time doing the outreach. Now you're closing.
0: Yeah. And you'd be retargeting, you could be following them other places. Um, I like it. What kind of cost is something like this running? Like, um, because I'm thinking I used to have a team of cold callers. I don't know how much they cost. Um, like, what is this? Let's just say I'm like, all right, I'm sold. I want to do something like this. How much data do I need? Am I dealing with like ten thousand records of people I got to find? Am I, and then how much, you know, like how much does this cost? Like,
1: is there sure. what's the budget like on this? Let's go over some of the pricing and expectations for each of these platforms. So they're each sure. a little bit different. Uh, breaking them down into Twitter, LinkedIn, and email are kind of the main three that we like to do our outreach. Twitter, we've got fifteen bucks a month ish for Twitter verified. We've got the software cost, which is about $59 per month. And that's it for Twitter. Everything else is done within that tool. So if you're comparing that to anything else for generating leads, it's a pretty absurdly affordable. Yeah. Uh, with insane. LinkedIn, you've got Sales Navigator, 99 a month, and then you've got the tool, which is 89 a month. Uh, so less than 200 bucks a month, and now you're doing hundreds of contacts automatically uh, per day on LinkedIn. Uh, so if you're doing all the above, if you're less than 400 bucks all in right now. Uh, and then say you want to do cold email that as well. This one is a little bit more complicated than, you know, setting up a tool and hooking it to your account. That's mm-hmm. uh, what I teach pretty in depth on, on the lead gen J YouTube channel. Uh, but what you'd be looking at if you want to do the email stuff is you need data. So you can either purchase it from a B2B uh, lead database, such as Apollo IO or zoom info that can be expensive you can scrape it using a tool like igleads.io. Uh, you can scrape it from LinkedIn using a tool like Scrub. Uh, but you've got to got to get that list of emails who you want to contact. Then you need to set up cold email sending accounts, which can be a little bit technical for a lot of people. You don't want to send emails from your main email address. There's a risk that the people who are receiving them will mark it as spam. And now before you know it, all your general emails, the people who you know and do business with are going to spam. You do not want to do that. So always send from a secondary domain and a warmed sender account. Uh, we send those emails through a tool called instantly.ai. I was gonna I was gonna ask you
0: what you use for cold emails. I just had someone ask me this question the other day. No, know, know what this is really good for? Like this looks this sounds like it'd be really good for uh distressed um you guys. Um like you could buy data all day from like people that are high in debt, like this is what we used to do like and if you have that you could buy the emails you could you could literally locate people who have to sell their house in the next 10 months just cuz there's no other financial option but I, in addition i think this is a, a awesome for recruiting too um b2b agent to agent broker to agent there's probably a yeah. big 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 thing there
1: probably all we use more. this for a lot of things outside of lead generation as well. Once you understand the principles of cold and outbound, you can start to pivot this to use it for lots of different use cases. Recruiting is one that we use it for. Influencer partnerships is another one that we use it for. Business partnerships is another one that we use it for. So lenders looking for realtors, realtors looking for lenders, uh, all of those are relationships that can be built using these same principles and, and tactics. I see why you're creating leads, man. Smart,
0: very smart. You 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 remove cold calling, you remove the friction,
1: and now you have a warm bound uh permission based follow up. Smart. Yeah, we had a cold calling team for a while. We had four people in house picking up the phone, and compared to what we were able to do through automated cold outreach, it wasn't even close to.
0: Plus, equitable. it's a
1: re- the cold callers you guys too is a revolving door.
0: Like you, it's hard to retain a cold caller. You might retain them so for hard. like. 90 days to maybe, uh, maybe six months, but then even then they're going to get burnt out. And then even when they don't, they start getting very expensive because the ones who are good, know they're good. And then they start asking for more money and then it starts not making sense anymore as a business owner too. So, um, and rightfully so they should get more money if they're that good on the phone, but, um, very smart, dude. I get it. It's very smart. I'm going to talk to you when we hang out to that about a couple things. Um, any other thing you want to add here?
1: Uh, We talked about amounts of data. I think that was another question. How much data do you actually need? Uh, Do you have an unlimited supply of data? And if you live in a small town and you only serve the regions uh, nearby to you, and you can only find hundreds of people to to do outreach to, uh, this doesn't work for everybody, especially if you're restricted to localized small regions. But if you serve South Florida, you're never going to run out of data. There are tens of thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands of people that you'll be able to find and reach out to at scale. And that does not increase the cost. And there's always new people buying and selling houses. So as fast as you can reach out to them, that is replenishing with data. Uh, So I would not let that be a concern if you're operating in a populated area. Now, if you're a little bit more restricted in a a small town, uh, this might not be a great outreach strategy for you.
0: That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, there's only so much data to go around, but yeah, I see it as a um, – it's definitely – like once you have that niche and if you got data, I mean, that's where it starts with. The key here is that get the ability to get the data, get the records, and you need emails, and what about cell phones?
1: Just emails? We've tried everything with the cell phones. Voicemail drops, which is basically leaving them a, a ringless voicemail, so they just get the voicemail in their phone and likely will call you back. If you have somebody picking up the phone answering those, it actually works quite well. Uh, SMS messaging, cold, does not work very well. People hate getting cold SMS messages. I hate them. Uh, I hate them too. I, yeah, so annoying. I, and I always just hit stop. If too many people reply stop, uh, now your carriers will cut you off and you can't do it anymore. So SMS bulk messaging is essentially dead. Uh, and then there's cold calling. I'm still waiting for an AI cold calling machine to be good enough. I keep getting propositioned by these companies to try their their new a uh, dialing bot their new cold calling ai they still suck um so yeah you can use the numbers uh, if you have a live cold calling team but we just mentioned how how difficult but those challenges are
0: plus this gets around all the tcpi compliance shit like right uh is that a compliance issue for text messaging there's a lot for real estate so yeah. like uh there's a lot like just the do not call list and all of that stuff and there's a lot of risk out there for people too um
1: but yeah, I'm pretty sure this goes around that. Yeah, I don't think there's any there, – there is regulation for cold email. It's called the Can Spam Act. So there's certain things that you need to have in your cold emails. You need to have an address. You need to have a way to unsubscribe quickly. It can't be a doopy bait and switch email. Yeah. Uh, so as long as you follow a few simple rules, you're safe. Uh, you're within legal bounds. And I do not think there's any legal limits about social media messaging. Uh, there might be limits and restrictions based on the individual social media account. So, for example, on Twitter, if Twitter catches you doing it, uh, you might get a Twitter account suspended. But there's nothing legal uh, that, that you'd be implicated in that I know of. Uh, and to this day, I've operated hundreds of these accounts, and I still haven't had any issues. Very cool. Very cool. Wait, uh, how long have
0: you been doing this, and how when would you crack it?
1: Uh, I've been in marketing uh, for close to 10 years and I've been doing a lot of automated messaging those entire 10 years. Uh, and now it's, I, I live and breathe this stuff. So yeah. always testing new tools. Uh, it's it's a blast for me, especially with AI. A lot of cool stuff coming around the pipeline.
0: Very cool, man. Very cool. Why don't you tell um, listeners here, unless you have anything else, you got any final tips you want to add, why don't you tell them where they can learn more
1: about you? Uh, Nope. I think we covered a lot of it. I hope it was helpful for you. I hope it was helpful for everybody. Uh, If you do want to learn more about me, uh, the best place to learn more about this content is my YouTube channel. Go to YouTube, type in LeadGenJ. I've got uh, deep dives into everything that I talked about here on that channel. I've got a free course uh, that you can enroll in, go through, learn how to generate leads that way. And if you want to send me a message, uh, go to Feldman on Instagram, send it over there. Uh, But this was a blast. I hope I provided value for some people.
0: Yes, sir. And thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude podcast. Folks, you guys know where to find us. Visit our show. Uh, leave us those messages and visit our new software, Referral Suite. That's www.referralsuitesweet.com. That'll teach you how to... Well, it don't want to teach you how to do anything. It'll do it for you, but it'll market your database. Stay in front of them so you remain top of mind and build a personal brand that people stop forgetting about and start sending you more clients. Appreciate you guys listening to another episode. We'll see you all next week. Bye-bye.